0: This is the Root Advice Podcast with TikTok influencer Rudier. Divorced after 16 years of marriage and single at 39, I share my mistakes and experiences to help your marriage, improve your dating life, and prepare you for life after divorce. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Root Advice, episode 31. We are growing like crazy here, and I, I'm really excited, and I have another great episode for you. And this is going to be more of a serious uh, content episode for those who are listening, so FYI, trigger warning. But I feel like with the guests I have today and with the topics we're going to discuss, it's really going to impact a lot of people in a positive way. And before we get to that, I just want to tell everybody thank you for listening. If you're new to the podcast, my name is Rudy. I am that TikTok guy you've probably seen on Facebook or some sort of social media platform. I gained notoriety a couple years ago when I started sharing my mistakes on my marriage, when I was married, and why I got divorced, and I started sharing these stories so others can learn from them. And, it, you know, I, ca- I called myself out. I will admit that. But I'm glad I did because it's really impacted thousands of lives for the better. And it's a wonderful feeling to know that my mistakes, people are learning from them. So if you're new to the podcast, thank you for joining. I really do appreciate your audience and your time. You can find me uh, primarily on YouTube and also TikTok. That's where my main followings at. And just an FYI, I just want to share all my followers, all the growth from all the social media platforms is approaching 350,000 followers. So I want to thank everybody who's following me, sharing my podcast, following me on TikTok, YouTube, and Facebook. Facebook, my God, is very vocal. I'm having a good time on Facebook. <laughs> so a lot of my lives have been really engaging. So if you have listening or found me on Facebook, I want to thank every single one of you who are participating on my weekly lives. I'm really enjoying hearing from you, and I'm learning a lot. So again, thank you, everybody, for making this a very uh, successful, strong start for all the platforms, and I cannot wait for this to grow even further. I don't know where it's going to be. I have some plans, and I really hope they come to fruition because it's, it's there's such a great feeling knowing that, you know, the, my voice is being heard. But not only that, but it's a wonderful feeling knowing that it's helping others because as an influencer, you can go viral for many things. You can say something that's pretty toxic and get a lot of hits, and you, you can help fuel the hate that's out there. And it's so easy to get caught up in that, like the dark side of the force. But it's so good to know that, you know, a lot of you are listening. You, A lot of you want good advice and a lot of you need help. Uh, coaching sessions are starting to get booked some more. So I am running out of capacity. So, again, if you'd like to book a one-on-one coaching session with me, please email me at rootadvice at gmail.com. Limited slots are available. Again, I am a one-man team. So, again, uh, please email me if you would like to schedule one-on-one so we can talk and help your particular situation. But again, I just again, thank you. I just want to say that again. Thank you so much. And as far as today's uh, show, I have a guest. His name is J.R. Harvey. He is the owner of King's Community. This community is in the millions, I believe, like two million or so uh, all across all social media. And this all started with him wanting to help young men who are going through some dark periods of, of uh, depression. Primarily young men who've gone through heartbreak and men who feel they have no voice to share their feelings. So this gentleman, uh, Harvey, has created a discord page, which is free, and it allows young men uh, anonymity to go and share their feelings and kind of vent out what they're feeling and connect with other men to help each other. Now, again, sorry, ladies, it's not for women. It's only for men. And I like that because men speaking as a man who's gone through hell and losing everything You're banished and you're thrown out to the fucking wilderness. No one gives a shit about you. And all they'll say is like, oh, he'll be fine. He'll get through it. But it's hard. Men at times at the lowest and hardest points of their lives are thrown and outcast. And we have nobody. So it's a beautiful safe haven and a wonderful feeling knowing that there are creators like King's community who are contributing to helping young men in their darkest moments. So. This was an absolute pleasure to talk to him. We're going to get a little personal on a lot of items. We're going to talk about, as I'm divorced, of course, but he's married. He's been married seven years. We're going to talk about some of the struggles he experienced as a bachelor going into the married life as a husband. And the change that happened to him and how difficult that was to transition. And then how even it got even more difficult once kids came into the picture. And I can totally relate to that. We're going to talk about porn addiction. We're going to talk about... The, the safe space that he created, this Discord page so you can go connect. If you need help, you can go and join that community. And a whole bunch of other topics regarding young men today. So, again, young man, this episode's for you. Any man out there, middle age, going through a dark period, these, this episode is for you. No, no, no. I just want to say, uh, first off, I want to thank you for you know taking the time to, to, t- to talk to me. I know we've been kind of like collaborating via just comments on TikTok and on IG. And uh, I want to say like bravo to you because... I have seen a lot of your videos and I have a list of videos I want to talk about and we'll get to that, but your, your content is pretty deep, brother.
1: Oh, thank you, man. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate it. And, uh, to be honest, like vice versa, same, same to you, man. Like I, I don't watch a lot of creators because I'm sure you can relate like at this stage of my life, I'm not consuming much content. Yeah. Right. I have it very niched into like what i need to pay attention to for what i'm creating basically Mm -hmm. right it's not much for entertainment or anything and you're one of the people that i love to go to because you have so many videos that are just so real about like relationships and your experience you know learning more about your experience with you know your past relationship and your new relationship and now congratulations by the way with the the new baby and everything like thank you it's 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 um super cool to finally link up on here because i think we'll probably agree about a lot of things <laughs> yeah. maybe we agree disagree about other things but like you know just to link up with someone who i admire as a creator because of the type of content you do with the long form you know, long form speaking videos that I don't I don't do a lot because I'm just a little lazy when it comes out to to reality. Like I would love to do more of them and I'm going to do more of them. And you like inspire me to con- continue to, to try and do more of them, honestly. Yeah,
0: well, well, Harvey, thanks so much, man. I feel like all flattered and everything. Uh, it's uh, I don't know. Like I said, uh, the whole thing on TikTok happened generally by accident. I uh, was just talking about mistakes and some dating experiences because I know my story is a is a very different from a lot of people especially young men that are, are trying to date and find, you know, a good woman and they're having a tough time. That's a whole other topic, but, um, a lot of people connect. Cause like you said, it's real. I've been there, done that. I got married very young. I lost everything, got divorced and, you know, went from a 2300 square foot home to a room that was 10 by five in my parents' house and got it all back. And, um, right. you, when they, when people hear the stories, they, they connect with it. Cause like, wow, that's real. You know, you can read about it. But when you hear somebody talk about I think that's the wisdom, the wisdom piece of that, because they've been there. And I hope people I hope people will actually connect with that. Um, are you finding uh, well, enough about me? But let's talk about you real quick, because I wanted okay. to ask you, Harvey, like I like I said, your content, I have a list here. It, it, it's really deep with a lot of uh, I don't want to say there's not a lot of upbeat moments, but it deals with a lot of real emotions that young men go through. And I have like heartbreak uh, re- religious crisis. Uh, we have depression, uh, glowing up after a breakup and, you know, how to identify a broken man. So I want to ask you, how did you start this? Cause you have a large following. I thought it was just Keene's community. No, you have the hustler's handbook. You got like a roughly, if you add everything up, maybe 2 million, 2.5 million followers collectively all over social media. So how did this all start?
1: Great question. Yeah. Um, so really it all started because, uh, uh, during the pandemic, mm-hmm. lost my job, right? As as many people did, and I had already like in the past kind of tried to do things like I was in uh, an MLM for like five years really? in my early twenties, which was like for me and my wife, it was like the best and the worst thing to ever happen to us at the same time mm-hmm. because we were essentially in a cult uh in a way that like kind of separated us from all of our friends and family uh-huh. um but it also put us into this like self-improvement path that I don't know we would have ever gone on together and it basically brought it was just me and her mm-hmm. you know it was me and her we were building sales teams we were you know developing all these new skill sets we were learning how to uh you know um, cold contact people out in public and, mm-hmm. and meet people, you know, we called it making friends and, <laughs> and that whole experience. Right. Yeah. And, um, that like, it just didn't work out for us. You know, we, we had some success, but, uh, in the end it was never going to work. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, we, we kind of moved away from that pandemic starts, lose my job and I'm just searching, you know, I'm searching because I, 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 I've always known that like my purpose wasn't to continue doing what I was doing as, as a sales engineer, I hear you. you know, mm-hmm. like I really like it. It's provided a lot for our family. Like it's, it, it's been great. Right. But it it's not what I felt called to do in, in any way. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of guys relate with that. Oh, a lot yeah. of girls, like a lot of people in general. Yeah, I agree. Right? Yeah. hmm right? That's why this whole, you know, escape the matrix thing is so popular (laughs) and and all the things with that. Mm -hmm. Um, but so I'm searching for stuff and I stumble across what my wife kept sending me TikToks, right? I had not, before I started my first TikTok channel, I had not been on social media or posted on social media in 10 years. Wow. Right.
0: Wow. That's something else. Wow. Okay
1: right cuz to me it was like it it was like uh, it was like poison it was like nothing good like it, that you know i made a decision in like at the end of my college experience when i was like 21 or 22 i was i, I was like this is only feeding my ego that's the only purpose of this world, okay right yeah so like I, I left that behind and she started she was sending me these all the time. And and eventually I just downloaded the app because I was like, I th- th- this is annoying for me to keep watching these through my web browser and, mm-hmm. and whatnot. <laughs> and all of a sudden there I am. It pulls me in. Right. I start scrolling. Um, I'm, I'm diving in and it figured me out so fast. It, it figured me out so fast and it figured me out because it was like sending me all these people talking about how they're making money on TikTok. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I was like, okay, like, this is interesting. Like, what are these people doing? How are they doing it? How much are they making? You know, and, and, um, long story short, short, I like bought this course on how to do affiliate marketing. Um, and then I bought another course to teach me how to do TikTok marketing. Mm. Right. And I just dove in, like I, I dove in cause I didn't have a lot of else to do. So like, I just went hard. I was, you know, studying and learning all these new things and I started posting and um, I actually have a whole nother account uh, Another one. <laughs> that, that there's a whole nother account wow. that just, it, it it's off the radar now because like it was talking about like teaching people how to make money online through affiliate marketing. Oh, gotcha. I was promoting, okay. I was promoting some affiliate marketing courses and stuff like that. But that was like where it started and what ended up happening was i grew it to about 100,000 followers in like 3 months and that was like a, a, a like that that 3 month period it just changed everything for me because like mm-hmm. you know i had i i had all these views all these followers all these people hitting me up i was making money like it was actually working mm-hmm. and then the account got shadow banned Mm-hmm. And like literally no for you page, no, nothing. Uh, I, and we won't even get into why it was my <laughs> fault. Um, but, uh, I, I go to start another account and that's that hustlers handbook account. Mm-hmm. You found, right. That has like 900,000 followers. Mm-hmm. And I put a game plan together. I was ready to go. And I found this trending video about uh, talking like it it was like the kind of the theme of a lot of the videos that I made about a broken man. Right? Right. And I was like, oh, this is like a different style of content that I have not made yet. Let's try it out. Mm -hmm. It was the fourth video I posted on the account. And within, uh, within two weeks, that video got 8 million views. Wow. And I had grown that account in, in four weeks, it got 400,000 followers. Wow. Wow. That's amazing. It was nuts. Yes, it was nuts. But for me, it was like this moment for me, I like, I took it as like, this is a sign, Mm -hmm. you know, I've been making all of this other content, you know, that that's great and cool and everything and teaching people all these different things. But like, now I'm connecting with people on like a different level about things that I've experienced as well as a man, as a, as a young boy, as a kid who, you know, growing up, I was really overweight. I didn't really have any friends. I, I didn't have a girlfriend until I really got into college. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I struggled with, you know, depression and, and all of that stuff, all of that stuff. So it was like, all of a sudden I had this opportunity to, talk to guys who were going those same types of things and talk about like, um, number one, relate with them and all those different videos, right. All the different things that I felt and went through yeah. through that experience. And then number two, um, create, a, a you know, uh, basically a, a coaching program and different things to like help them overcome it. Mm-hmm. Right. And that was like, for the first time in my life, I felt like I was actually making an impact on people, you know. Right. And that's kind of where we are now, you know. That's that's how it all began. Okay.
0: All right. Well, that makes sense. Uh, Now, all the the areas, like you said, I've seen those videos as well. Like you were growing up, you were a little chubby and all that. I was too, and then you kind of evolved into something else. Uh, There's one video that you posted that I can completely relate to. is uh like you're more or less no one looks at you no female attention as a kid and then you're in your 20s and you start getting that attention and you don't know how to behave or to how to react right. to that that's something that i can personally um identify with because i was like whoa i mean here i am i was never got any attention i had a girlfriend and ultimately i married her that was my wife ex-wife now but i remember just being bullied a lot and i remember uh just no attention whatsoever she was the only one and my first girlfriend i ended up marrying right but I remember we broke up for a brief period after high school. And I remember like, holy, wow. There's like 25 year old women wanting to date me. And here I am like 19 and they're they're (laughs) gorgeous. I'm like me and and like, seriously me? Like I also, I've been told for like 10 years that I'm ugly and I'm fat and no one wants to date me. Even here I am as an adult. It was very hard for me to adjust to that experience. I'll never forget it. To this day, that's still, I kind of feel like that guy sometimes, you know, that kid growing up. It's amazing how that experience as a teenager can kind of linger with you, even at 45.
1: It sticks with you forever. Isn't that it funny? Really, I, I, I believe it. It's almost like, to me, what I call, I, I call it my default setting. Oh, that's a good term. Okay. You know, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's like if if I'm, you know, it, it's what I always like when I'm uncomfortable or when I'm going through stuff, it's kind of like where I fall back into or kind of like the comfort, you know, you, you go back to the comfort of being that old version of you. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm.
0: Now you said you're married, right?
1: Yes. How, yep. How many years have you been married? So we have been married for uh, seven years, been together for 10 years now.
0: So 17 yep. collectively all together. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. T- t- <laughs> I, <laughs> <you're right. laughs> well, congratulations. <laughs> I didn't know that. I mean, I just from the content, I thought, man, maybe he's divorced going through a divorce. But, it's, you know, because, you know, you don't know until you actually talk to yeah. the person. But it's good to know that you're in a happy marriage and all. That. any kids.
1: Yes, so three kids. I've got uh, three daughters: a four-year-old, a two-year-old, and a uh, uh, one-year-old. That's awesome. I,
0: I got a boy and a girl. Again, uh, my daughter's nineteen. She's at college. My son's upstairs. He's a lead singer of a band. He started at sixteen, and I have a I newborn. Uh, again, three months yeah. old. And it's it's funny how life is funny. I just can't believe it. I just like this was a total surprise, but uh, it's pretty cool because. I think you can relate to this. You know, they're only little for a brief amount of time. You remember when you can, I remember like I'm looking at my kids. I'm like, I remember I used to hold them and kiss them all the time. And now they're at the age where no, I can't hold them like that anymore or kiss them. So I'm just holding nice. my son as much as I can, because I know these days are just so few and far between. But it's a beautiful thing. But having three daughters, I, guys don't understand this, but guys who have daughters, it changes the way a man sees the world, how has that changed you having three daughters?
1: Mm, Yeah, that's a great question. You know, I I heard someone talking about it where it was like, you know, having boys is cool because you get to kind of teach them like all the things you wish you would have been taught. Yeah. right. Mm -hmm. Like, Like you can do that. And for me, I kind of like, I crave that you know, and, and kind of get that with the guys that I work with, uh, to an extent, not the same, but, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, but with the daughters, it's like, I am representing what a man is supposed to be. Mm -hmm. Right. It's a different responsibility because moving forward, they're in a way going to be looking for guys who have attributes similar to me or personalities similar to me and maybe that's not always true but a lot of times you see that's who people end up with yeah. because of the default setting you know <laughs> yeah hmm and uh you're
0: um, you're 100 you're right i mean uh, having my daughter i knew um when i see the world differently like when i see a lot of creators like talk ill about women and yes, there's a lot of toxic women out there in the dating world. There's a lot of toxic men. There's a lot of toxic people, but just to kind of see these creators just consistently just bad women. It, it kind of gets to me sometimes like, no, that's not the case in every case. Come on, man. And uh, I remember my daughter before she went to college, she was in high school and she came home and she was pissed off and just like, uh, like what happened? And she goes, these guys, um, she called them like Andrew Tate wannabes, called her a dog and said that, you know, you're supposed to be obedient like a dog, you, you're at the same level as a dog and they're just quoting Andrew Tate. And I'm like, oh really, what'd you say? And I just, she said that she started cursing them out and it's like, fuck you. And I'm like, well, good, I'm glad you did that, let it out. <laughs> but uh, I see coaches like that. And again, us having kids and in essence skin in the game. What are your thoughts when you see some of these coaches with some of their uh, viral videos? And what are your thoughts on when some of these takes?
1: Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and even I'm I can be guilty of it from time to time to post a video that I try not to just bash women. Mm-hmm. Right. Because I, I it's not fair. Right. right. Because just as just as many shortcomings as they have, we're also the problem. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it is it is not. And, you know, when it comes to relationships and marriage and all that, it's never or very rarely one person's fault.
0: Right. Right. Right.
1: Mm-hmm. Like it it is always you're a team, right? If the team loses, it's the team, right? It's not that one person or that one play that happened or that one yes. thing. Mm-hmm. Right? It is a collective event of all of these things happening all at once. And it's like people that um just continually bash men or bash women. Mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that I hope they don't actually believe that. And maybe they do. I I don't know these people. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Because there are people out there that you meet that do believe that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. Right. They hate men or they hate women Mm -hmm. because of the experiences that they have personally had with one or the other. Mm hmm. And, um, the reality is we both have our faults. So like to, to just continually bash a man, you're not, you're not helping anybody. You're not helping yourself. You're not helping the viewers. All you're doing is feeding into this message of, um, of, of divide. Yes. Right. And I hate, I, I hate the division that I see on the social media platforms in our country and and all of that because the reality is we are all much more similar and alike and agree on way more things than we disagree on and this whole thing with social media that is happening right now i feel like you know it, most of the time when you get people together to talk about these things mm-hmm. They're not going to talk the way they talk to the camera. <laughs> no, they're not. Right. Yeah. Right. No. It's it just doesn't happen. Even the most boisterous like people, like when you get them one on one, like you can relate with them and break down some walls and and like have a real conversation unless they're completely, you know, insane or disagreeable. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I I think the problem is it gets views. That's it.
0: Yeah. And you know what? I'm guilty of this myself because I tend to put, you know, I'm not, I've had some guys call me a male feminist. Like, no, I'm not a male feminist. You know, I'm just kind of talking to some behavioral traits that I've seen and vice versa. So even right now, I have a lot of passport bros attacking me, calling me a simp, and I have a lot of feminists calling me a misogynist. So I'm getting hate all over. I'm pissing off everybody, <laughs> which is pretty funny. That's a but good thing. it is a good thing because I'm not biased to one or the other. But I do, I did notice there was a period because <clears throat> the social media thing, you're right. And I'm glad you took 10 years off because for me, I've never had this amount of attention and engagement ever in my mm-hmm. life. So when I went viral, I was like, I got to give everybody my attention. So I was on my phone. It really changed my behavioral traits and attributes. And, uh, I, I just didn't like it. And I remember some of the comments getting to me. And I remember yeah. some, you know, a lot of women were just calling me all these types of names and I was just coming back with just these angry rebuttals and also these stitches. And, I started seeing my, my membership climb. Like I gained like 30,000 followers, all men, like, yeah, women are fucking trash and this modern women suck. And I'm like, yeah. And then I go like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I got a daughter. I can't be putting this shit out there. No, no, no. I I, got to, I want to be an example to them. I I can't be putting this out there, but yes, you are right. You can, it's the triggering, uh, answers and the triggering takes that go viral and get people platform. While there's people like, you know, you and I maybe who tell a conscious, you know, good advice take on life, but that does don't really get the hit. So sometimes I struggle with that and uh, look at some of the creators who are doing well. And I'm like, they're quitting their jobs and I'm like, man, maybe I should just sell out. I don't know. No, I can't do that. It's a battle of conscience.
1: <laughs> right now. I, I mean, you, you, you can't because in the end, like it, it, you're going to become this person that you don't yeah. want to be. Right. Mm-hmm. Because that type of person can't have a healthy relationship no. with a man or woman, right? Mm-hmm. It, it, it's just, you can't. And it's like, it feeds into the ego, right? And yeah. dude, I'm telling you, the the once I grew to a, a certain level, like once I, I, I was a few months in, I, no comments, none. I can't read them. I can't respond yeah. to them. Mm-hmm. I can't. I get sucked in from time to time, but every <laughs> single time I respond to it, I regret it because I'm like, cause I'm waiting for them to respond. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, what are they going to say? And I'm like, oh, and then I'm like all pissed off, like during the day. And like, you know, it's emotionally charging me and I'm wasting all of this energy that I could be, you know, using for much more productive things. And it's like, mm-hmm. that's become my, my rule. Now I only, the only comments I allow myself to respond to are positive ones. Good. Now. And I try not to even look at those. Like I don't look at anything because <laughs> I, I don't, it just messes me up, man. I'll see a comment. I'll see a negative comment talking about the way I look or, mm-hmm. or, or something like that. It'll stick with me for like weeks. Like, really? I, like <laughs> dude, I can't handle it. I can't. I it fucks
0: me up. <laughs> What's funny is that I think uh, you and I can, uh, you can agree with me on this. It's like, sometimes you get so used to the praise. You can have like 200 comments just praising. Yeah. Good take, man. You dropped the crown, whatever. And then there's one comment where they're, they're insulting you and it <laughs> sticks with you. Like what the hell It's like, you ignore all the positive and just focus on the negative, but I can completely yeah. relate to that. And uh, I've made it a point to where I just log off all social media on weekends. Cause I can't, I got so cool. many things to do. I just can't be consumed with just, you know, comments and just seeing what they rebuttal and what they say. So um, real quick, I want to talk about your discord uh, page. You said as of uh, right now, there's 21,000 members of that discord. And I believe you described it as a safe place uh, for men to share their feelings. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So um, the discord, it, it got started uh, probably Almost two years ago. Okay, And um, really in the beginning, what, what it was, it was just a place for my followers to like go and I could like have one on one calls with them and like connect with them on like a deeper level, because like they weren't going to be negative people It was like people that, you know, I could try and help and talk to. And, um, you know, helping with like personal development, basically, Mm -hmm. you know, anyone that came there, it's all set up, you know, we've got like book lists and, and all these different categories for, for people to connect with each other. Like, you know, we've got first responders and military and, and dads and, and young, younger guys and and all that stuff. Um, And, and kind of what it's morphed into now is it's really just a place where guys can come. We've got a, a vent chat where they can just throw their stuff out there, right? Get it out, um, you know, and other people talk to them about it. And, and, um, you know, the, the rules are there's just no, there's no negativity in there, right? There's That's no good. telling people they they should think differently. There's no bashing guys for for talking about things that they're not proud of. Right, mm-hmm. it, it, it's it's a place where you can just share whatever you want, right? Mm-hmm. And the the really cool thing, like it, it, it's all totally free, and all of these guys that were like I call them the OG members, right? Like the 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 people that got in really early on, and it like helped them, you know. And and we've we've become close, and like now they're all the moderators. I don't, cool. I literally don't do anything. Like I just set up the link, people go there, the mods are there. They, they just do it because they, they benefited from it. They got help. So now they're helping the other guys. And it's like this cycle that keeps happening and growing. And, and every single week we have a, a group call where like I hop on and there will be anywhere from like 50 to hundred guys that hop on this call. It's, it's, it's really nuts. Okay. And and I just give them all the, op- everyone the opportunity. I just tell them, you know, Hey, if you guys want to come up, just get something off your chest, just say, hello, talk about what's going on in your life. Just raise your hand. And then one by one, man, all night long, they just come up and like wow. pour out and like get things off their chest and talk about things. Cause the reality is, and and what I experience, and maybe what you experience, and a lot of guys experience is they're, normally isn't anyone in your life that you feel completely safe to tell them anything, Mm -hmm. right? Like in a way that you know that they're not going to judge you at all. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. But the beauty of the internet is you can be totally anonymous, right? You don't have to worry about what people think about you when you say these things, right? Right. You can just throw it out there. None of us know you. None of us like are, 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 going to tell your family, your friends that that's your week or, you know, you did this or you cheated on your girlfriend or your girlfriend's cheating on you or, or any of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it's just been like a, a, a really, cool thing that I did not plan at all. And it just kind of happened. And it's something that I really enjoy about the whole experience. You know,
0: that's awesome. And uh, yeah, it's unfortunate that a lot of men who go through tough times don't normally have anybody uh, to comfort them. And I've been very vocal about, about my experience when I got divorced, you know, the, and the ex-wife, her and I are on great terms, you know, we we were totally cool. But I remember she wanted a smear campaign where she told everybody, everything I had done, and i lost everything Mm -hmm. i lost not only you know the why i I filed for divorce but i not only did i lose uh her and everybody but i lost all the friends i grew up with so lifelong friends i'm talking since high school and i'm 39 at the time Mm -hmm. everyone dropped me Uh, and in um church everyone who i knew at church just no dude i don't want that bad juju over here so people at church let me down so i it's like, really? Wow. Like, dude, i am been going through a dark time. He goes, no, you sin, brother. No, no, no. I don't want that in my space. You know, you got to go on your own. So I was banished by everybody. I had zero. And when I say zero, I had nobody. And I remember calling some All friends right. like, hey, I need a friend right now, man. I'm going through a dark time right now. Like, nah, I can't. You know what? Because, you know, Kim's not going to let me go. Like his wife who are friends with the ex-wife. So I went through a right. really dark time, but I made it through. Thanks to Mel Brooks movies and just hiking <laughs> whenever i was in a dark place i just put on a comedy just to kind of change the energy just to kind yeah. of get through and just uh working out and all these other things but it was tough but if there were ha- if there had been a discord page like that uh and that i knew of i think it would have uh, just made my life a whole lot easier man it, it really would have so the fact that this kind of just uh i guess uh, just blossomed and evolved into something that's you know potentially saving men's lives is a beautiful thing and it, it's sad i yeah. mean a lot of people don't know how tough it is to be, man. Or they hear the stereotypes, but it is true when someone's going through a tough time, it's funny how everyone just drops you, and you you just yeah. gotta go about it on your own. Um, what are you seeing like the men that are, that go on this page what do, what are some of the common I guess traits or events that you're seeing that are that are really
1: impacting young men right now? Hmm. yeah, i mean for for the young guys, it's man it's it's all over the place. Um, but you know, for, for a lot of guys, the, the end of a relationship Mm -hmm. is, is really challenging for a lot of these guys, um, because they experience something similar to you where there's some type of smear campaign and maybe they deserve it too. Mm -hmm. Right. And sometimes they don't. And, and there's a lot of guys that you know come on there and and they're going through a divorce right and you know their their wife is withholding their children from them and they're not getting yeah. to see their children at all and then there's this giant custody battle and you know how that normally ends up going for them unfortunately um and i don't know man like there, there there's so many different things that i see on there like from from people grieving from you know the, the the loss of of a loved one or a friend to mm-hmm. to people struggling with addiction to people you know it's all losing their relationships. It's all over the place. I wouldn't say that there is like one common theme with with all of it. It's just anything that you can think of. Um, guys are on there talking about. Okay,
0: are you finding that men are saying they're like a they can't confide into their wife? Like, do they feel like they have no alternative, but to go to these areas? Uh, are you, are, are you hearing that confession at least? Like, I'm grateful that this is here because I can't talk to my wife cause she'll look, or my girlfriend because she'll look, you know, think ill of me or won't respect me. Are you seeing that kind of a uh, communication or I
1: guess a uh, confession? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to be honest with you, I, I kind of believe that that isn't, necessarily the the right thing to do anyways Mm -hmm. right like yes you have to communicate and 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 let them know when something's wrong right right you know let them know how they can help you right let them know certain things but um i don't necessarily believe that you should be like dumping it on them
0: Oh yeah. Like in other words, dumping it, it and not having a plan of action or just like, what do you mean exactly? Exactly. Okay. It,
1: exactly. Where, where it's like, you need to get these things out there and you're just dumping on them, right? Like you're telling them how you, how you really feel about them sometimes yeah. and, and all, all of the stuff that the guys come in and talk about. Right. Mm-hmm. And, um, for them, a lot of times it's not necessarily that they, they can't talk to her. It's that they don't have any, friends to to talk to about it. Right. Mm. Like they don't have, you know, that, that one best friend that they can just talk to about this type of stuff or, or anybody at all, you know? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, It's, it's unfortunate. And with my experience, like I said, I I guess I've had like a lot of bad luck, especially with the friends piece. Like I, I tend to not tell my friends a lot of things. I tend to keep it to myself and just really talk to my therapist or my, my fiance right now. Uh, but um, I like keeping my business internalized or in, the, in a safe place because I've just throughout my life, I've, I have confided in friends. And then before you know it, everybody knows what I told him and everybody knows your business right. and they could either one use it against you or now you're the, the gossip of the town. Everyone knows your business. So it's like I, I, I hope guys do have that good friend that they can confide in and know that he's not going to say a damn word. But unfortunately, there's a lot. That will open their mouths or tell their wives. I'm, no, don't look at until my wife. Don't worry about it. And then they do when they get home. So, it's a sad thing. Right. Um, the uh, do you uh, with the if you don't mind me asking, the relationship with your wife? Do you have that a strong relationship to whether you can you know not dump things on her, but you can communicate to her about things that are going on? And you know, I have this idea. What do you think? Do you have that healthy uh, camaraderie?
1: Yeah, man, we're we're a team. We're a team. That's awesome. You no, know, it, it's. It's it's crazy because we weren't always like that right it's it's it and and for for me she was really the first girlfriend that I ever had that made it past like a six-month period really it was the first serious girlfriend that I ever had everyone before that I had you know uh, maybe five or, or or ten girls that you know I had dated casually and Things got a little serious, but like it never really worked out, right? Mm-hmm. And and with her, it was like the first one where it was like I wanted to stay, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And um, we kind of got to a point where you know we we got married. Uh, like I was the first to get married of my friend group. We got married when I was like twenty-four, mm-hmm. right? And we had no idea what we were doing. Zero clue. Like no idea. We just we 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 got married. I I I, I don't know that it was necessarily even the right thing to do at the time. Right. <laughs> um did you do it because you wanted but, to?
0: Or like um in other words, I want to marry you, or did you feel pressured by outside forces to get married?
1: It was both. Okay. It was both. Because it was like for me. I knew that in my mind, it was like, I'm not going to find somebody else like this. I'm not going to find somebody better than this. Like, this is the person. This is the one, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and, you know, we, at, at that point, like we didn't really have any, there wasn't any strife in our relationship. It was just easy. Like we were into the same types of things. We got along pretty well, like. We, we, we didn't really argue about many things at all you Now that changed once we got married and started, you know, doing, working together as like business partners and, and doing all that stuff because it was like, all right, this is a whole different type of relationship. Now we have to like really talk about things. We have to mm-hmm. really work together and, and become a team and um, you know, through, for for us the the biggest impact was was the church for us oh church. Mm -hmm. yeah we we neither of us uh i would say we were both agnostic when we got married um but we we met a couple we when we moved uh to, to pittsburgh that um became great friends they were super religious and like but also like very successful and happy and like all of their friends were like really successful and happy too. and they a perfect circle to be around. Yes, (laughs) exactly. We got out of like my friend group that we were just, you know, getting high and partying Mm -hmm. and, and they were all still chasing girls and, and doing all that stuff. Mm -hmm. And we found this whole new circle of people that like, they taught us how to be married basically, Mm -hmm. you know, like, like they taught us, How to have these conversations, you know, how to figure out what our role should be, how I can start leading my relationship instead of just being. I was the most passive person you'd ever meet in your life. Really? Okay. Like, go with the flow. Everything's cool. Whatever happens, happens, bro. Mm -hmm. Like that was that was who I was. That's who I always was. Just happy go lucky. And then it was like I had to step it up. And figure out how to become a leader, you know, how, how to figure out how to how to guide the relationship. Because. Um, in my mind, if if the woman is leading the relationship, you're going to be on an emotional roller coaster. I agree. You know, like it's just a lot of ups and downs. You're just on this ride. And for me, I, I had to figure out how to be that rock. Right. No matter what was going on. No matter how bad things were getting, because they got bad, like things that life does not go to plan. The big it, bad wolf comes for everybody. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's like when that happens, of course, she's going to be wrecked, you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and and it's like, OK, I have to make sure she knows everything is going to be all right. I'm not exactly sure how yet but I'm going to make it happen. Right. I'm going to reassure her that we are still going to do this. We are going to make this happen. We are going to be okay. We're going to get out of all this debt we put ourselves in. Right. Mm -hmm. We are going to, you know, fix these issues that we're having with communication or issues, uh, you know, with us not having sex anymore, issues with us, you know, all these things I had, you know, Uh, a a really bad porn addiction as well from like childhood into the marriage. Mm -hmm. And it was like all of these things kind of like came together all at once Mm -hmm. and, and exploded at one point. And we could have just, we could have just said, that's it. Right. Like we just shouldn't be together anymore. How many years was this too hard,
0: this discussion? How many years were you married when this discussion was taking place?
1: Um, so it's probably about three or four uh yeah, like three or four years into the marriage. Okay. Like kind of right also right around when we had our first child. Yeah. Which as you know, being married is <laughs> difficult, right? Very being married with a child changes everything is really hard. <laughs> yes. Everything. Yep. Everything, man. The whole dynamic. Everything changes, mm-hmm. and then when you have more, it it just keeps getting harder. Yeah, <laughs> you know? it doesn't get any easier it, no. <laughs> it, it doesn't. It really doesn't. Like the kids are kids are challenging. Like they just are. That's how it is. They're going to test you, and while you're trying to figure that whole thing out, it's so easy to lose sight of your relationship with your wife. That's you a, know,
0: I, and you. I don't know if you've seen that video, but that's exactly what happened in our case. Uh, Uh, one, I do admire the fact that you two are working together as a team. That's one thing I always wanted to do in the previous marriage, but we never could. We grew apart. You know, we got married at 21. And by the time we're 30, we're completely two different people. I was more like you ambitious. Hey, let's time to do something. Let's work together. No, it wasn't for her. And, uh, the one thing that, um, you just mentioned here, as far as the, uh, God, that's my train of thought here. (laughs) I just had a good point too. Son of a gun. Uh, the kids. Yes. We had a wonderful, like it was the first four years and we're just traveling, playing games and just doing our thing. And then kids come and, uh, you know, I'm not blaming the kids, of course, but, you know, it just it changes the entire element. Of life it gets a little bit, a little bit more harder. Stress comes to play a little bit more. You're more fatigued, you're more more tired than another one. And it's just that that much more. Uh, but I remember what was really ultimately the downfall for both of us is that we forgot to be husband and wife and we were mom and dad for many years. Yeah. And before you know it, I looked at her and I didn't see my wife. I just saw a mom and vice versa because we hadn't been romantic or done husband, wife things in years. Yep. And that's, uh, and I'm glad you caught that. And I'm glad, uh, you know, cause your life's getting busy. You know, the kids are taking most of your time, but you have to make, you have to put your spouse first. I don't know if you agree with me, but your spouse comes first in the kids. I truthfully believe that you have to be the strong foundation for your family. If not, things crumble.
1: Nailed it. Yep. Yep. Because they're looking to you guys. Yes, right. Mm-hmm. And and if you don't have that, what's the what's the point? I agree.
0: I agree. Well, let me ask you this. I, I love how. Thank you for sharing all that. And speaking of porn addiction, I had that too when I was married, and it really messed me up because um, she had a difficult pregnancy back in two thousand five mm-hmm. or two thousand six. I don't remember. And of course, what is a guy going to do? Just going to go to the restroom and you know knock it out because it's easier to not, not be angry and so aggressive all the time and just go in the restroom and take care of it. But yeah, I'm, I'm an advocate with that. Now I've had people on my podcast saying porn is not addictive. It's the addictive personalities that make it addictive. And I'm like, oh, okay, I can kind of see that. But for a young man, I can only imagine what a young teenage boy is going through right now. I would have went insane mm. and it would have really messed yeah. me up, dude. So the fact that you conquered that, that speaks volumes, brother, because I cannot imagine, especially being a young man with all that testosterone and that in my hand, uh, the, the videos and all that. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> it's a it, it's a massive problem. When 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 you, you know, asked about the, one of the common themes, that is actually one of the common themes. I think that I I would say if I had to guess, I'm making this up. But like if I had to guess, I would say 90 percent of guys, 90 yeah. percent of guys are are you know, watching some type of porn, whether they're looking at girls on Instagram or they're watching videos mm-hmm. and, and, you know, getting it done. Like, and y- I feel like it messes you up mentally because for, for me, it was like cheating. Okay. Like, it, because when, when you think about it, right. A lot of people talk about visualizing, right. There's a lot of, you know, personal development books about like, you know, Michael Jordan visualizes shooting free throws, like, because your, your mind doesn't know the difference between you visualizing it and you actually doing it. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. So I believe it's the same thing with porn. All of a sudden you're visualizing cheating on your girlfriend or your wife every single time you Hmm. do this. Okay. Right. And that's part of, I think that's part of where the guilt comes from because a lot of people do, feel some people like are, are just clear of it. You know, they, <laughs> yeah. they've, they've, they've made up their minds that this is a healthy thing for them to do. It is like their time to relieve stress. And, and I don't know, maybe it is, I don't know the answers, but I know for me, it was extremely unhealthy because it. If it's something you have to hide from your significant other, mm-hmm. it's a problem no matter what I, what it is. yeah
0: I, I agree, I agree. Uh, Mike yeah, and it's funny because a lot of young men I like I've, I've, I've had sex experts on the podcast and they're telling me it's funny how it's not funny, but because of that addiction at such a young age, you know you get a smartphone or an iPad, you have access to the world in front of you that a lot of young men in their early I mean late teens and early 20s have erectile dysfunction because they have a dopamine type of imbalance in their mind because they've been seeing everything visual on the screen there. They don't know how to react physically when they have a woman in front of them. And I've had women tell me that their husbands were so addicted to porn that the only way he can even get erect or even get near a climax is he had to get his phone and look at her through his phone while he's sleeping with his wife. Isn't that crazy? He had to look through a phone to actually get that connection in his head. So that blew my mind.
1: That's a whole nother level, but I I can definitely confirm. I have, I have talked to many 18, 19 year old kids that experience that they literally, and and some of them, it's not like they don't have sex consistently, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe not consistently, but they're they're having sex from time to time with girls. Mm -hmm. But like a lot of times they end up in this position where they've got a beautiful girl in front of them and nothing is happening and they don't understand why. Mm -hmm. And it's like, for me, if I, If I saw a hot girl sitting next to me when I was that age, like I was just (laughs) fully erect, you know, like I was just walking, felt like my whole teenage experience was erect.
0: Yeah, hope I had my math book to cover it up as I left class or something, right?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Or my backpack or something. (laughs) Right, exactly. So it's like, I firmly believe it is a huge, huge problem with guys nowadays and and you can see it with all of the people that are creating like courses and coaching programs and, and content like that everyone is resonating with because they're, they're, they're trying to stop. Yeah. Right. And it's, it's, it's like, is it, it, it's worse than, than heroin because it's, it's free. It's free. Like you don't even, and, and nobody has to know that you did it. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's this thing, you know, that, that, that's, just infected all of these young guys and i i don't know like what the answer is you know because once you see it as a kid like Mm -hmm. you're you're hooked like once you real once i realized i could get on my computer and just watch that whenever i wanted to like Mm -hmm. if no one was around it was like wow like i'm gonna do this all the time
0: yeah. Like when I was a kid, we had the scramble channels in the late eighties, early nineties and playboys that we couldn't reach because they were behind the counter at a gas station. And I was like, damn it, I can't wait till I'm 18. We had nothing. And we had to use our right. imagination. Some of us use a Sears catalog or <laughs> Victoria's secret <laughs> catalog. We had nothing. So I can only imagine the, the, the amount of whacking we would have done as kids. Cause, and again, ultimately I think it would have just messed us up with real women and all that, but uh, that's, you yeah. know, it's insane topic, man. But what would you let's go to the marriage piece real quick, because, again, you you're happily married. You got kids. You had a little uh, you had a moment three years in where things were going bad. And uh, what was it that saved it? You said uh, it was maybe your friends or maybe them giving you ideas on how to maybe improve your marriage. What got you through that rocky period in that three year mark?
1: Mm, um, i I think it was. the the the, if I had to like point out one thing it was just the the commitment we had to each other that's awesome it was like it, it was like we're at a point where my wife was like expecting me to leave you know what I mean yeah like she she was at this level where where she was crying you know like hyperventilating because she fully expected that, like, when we had this conversation, like, I should leave her, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And it it, it was like, for, for me, if I hadn't done all of the growth and had all the conversations and all the people around me with healthy marriages and talked to so many, like, really great guys before that, I might have done that, right? I might have just said you know what, this isn't worth it. Like, you're in the wrong here. Mm-hmm. I've done nothing here, you know, and, and I deserve better, right? But in in my mind, it was like, I, I took the blame, which I don't know if that's the right thing or the wrong thing to do. But in my mind, I was like, okay, there's a reason she doesn't feel she didn't feel comfortable coming to me with this stuff up to this point where it's a complete breakdown right right like it's my fault that i haven't created this space and enough trust with her that she knows she can come to me when things are going wrong right Mm -hmm. and it was like I, i i mean it wasn't just a switch like we were fine after that like right. it was a, a, a good year of you know even now like it's not like we're perfect Of course, right? right nobody's relationship is is perfect we all have our moments there's always something new always a new challenge and a new thing that's happening that we have to figure out but like we're at this point where um if one of us does get upset or or does get aggravated like the amount of time it takes to go from a, uh, you know, a 10 to a two is like minutes, Mm -hmm. right? Where it's like, we can resolve our conflicts so quickly because we both apologize. That's awesome. That's awesome that you do that. that, Matt.
0: Wow. I'd have to acknowledge that. Wow, It's
1: it's so crucial that Mm. both of you admit that you're both wrong right yeah like be, because if she just says sorry and and i say it's okay everything's gonna be all right like i know that you blew up and and you know it's not like you but I, I, i'll i forgive you mm-hmm. then it's like i'm winning right like i'm playing this game where it's like she did that to me now i have that over her yeah where it, it, instead you have to look at look at why she's acting that way like why did this happen have i been neglecting her Mm -hmm. have i been neglecting my duties like around the house have i been neglecting you know date nights with her like what what, you know i have to figure out like what got us to this point because it wasn't just her having an emotional breakdown like i had a role in it too Mm -hmm. you know right so it's like both apologize. And when we learned to do that, uh, I, that changed everything for us.
0: The fact that you said that, and I had an emotional reaction to that. Cause I know what I'm sorry would have meant to me back then. It, it, oh, yeah. it would have just, I just felt like a, a huge weight off my shoulders when you said that, like, wow, mm. if I would have heard that more, or, you know, we both said it to each other. It's not like who's saying it more than the other, but if we said it together, I probably would still be married. I probably would because I I truthfully fought for it and uh, exhausted every possible resource and option. And when I saw nothing worked, I had the peace of mind knowing, okay, I tried everything. There's no ifs, ands or buts. But that's a beautiful thing that you and your wife have. And uh, I applaud you both for saying that, because, again, I bet a lot of people who are listening to this would would just like I would love that he or she would have said that.
1: Right. Yeah. And I don't know, like. I don't know, man, it's. I feel blessed to have her, like to have a woman that like, because, and she wasn't always that way. And I wasn't always this way. Right. You're evolving together. and, And yeah, we, 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 we're growing in the same direction together. That's beautiful. You know, we, we have a common goal. We talk about our future and our goals and what we want to accomplish and, and what's important to us and, you know, we, we, we don't allow the stupid things to distract us because for us and, you know, where our faith is to us, that is the enemy, like trying to divide us, Mm -hmm. you know, and call it whatever you want. But it's like those voices in our head that are, are spewing the negative. Like it, 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 I get them all the time where it's like, man, if, if she would just do this, like it, it's always when when something happens. If I lose my hat, it's like, man, she probably put it somewhere where I'm never going to find it. When in reality, I left it in my car or something. You know what I mean? It's most of the time I I realize like I am at fault. <laughs> and it's like I get this confirmation bias every time, like I have the stupid thought, and then. You know, I come to realize I'm like, oh, that wasn't her at all. Those I'm an idiot. You know? Yeah,
0: I, I tell people all the time but, that uh, and I like how you said it's always something that comes up. An obstacle. Yes, that's life. I don't care how smart you think you are or how carefully you plan things. Things will always go wrong. It never goes. It hardly ever goes according to plan. And I've always preached that you want to see your partner before you get married at their worst. Like how do they handle stress and conflict? Like, do they implode, yell at you? It's your fault, or do you work as a team? Do they stay calm? Because that that person, that moment right there, is who you're marrying. Because, as you right. know, life is hard, and it, and right. that's the person truthfully that you're going to experience. So that's a person you want to see. And I'm glad you you brought that up because, again, life is just nothing but obstacles. And something broke down, a flat tire. Oh, guess what? The check engine light came on, and <laughs> all these other things. So things just just constantly are thrown in your face so you want somebody who's going to be there with you and you know hold your hand and you know not hold your hand but just be there with you through that dark moment and not blame anybody and support and work together that's a beautiful thing now regarding marriage um you're on tiktok as you as you've mentioned just like i am and i'm sure you've seen a lot of young men and just people in general saying screw marriage i'm done with that i'm not ever ever going to get married you know I don't want to lose my kids, etc. What are your thoughts on this young generation? I guess these millennials and generation Y that are now just turning away from marriage, even the MGTOW movement. Have you heard about that? I'm sure you have the MGTOW movement, uh, men going on their own and just totally uh, not having women involved in their lives. But what are your thoughts when you hear young I, people talk about not, not
1: uh, going the marriage route? I get it, you know, and maybe like, i I can understand like why they feel that way Mm -hmm. right i can understand why they don't want to do that it's it's to me it's like the same thing as when people decide they're not gonna have kids Mm -hmm. right and the, the common theme there is that it's risky it is right and it's gonna be hard and you're gonna have to sacrifice. And there's a chance that even if you do everything right, <laughs> yeah. you're gonna end up with a, a sick child or a bad wife or something that, you know, was maybe out of your hands. Um, and I think one of the big problems is no one is teaching kids how to have relationships. I agree. Where are they learning that from? They're not learning it from their parents. Most of them, mm-hmm. right? Most of them don't have a good example there, right? They, 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 they're not learning it at school. They're not certainly not learning it from their friends because the friends have no idea what they're doing right. either. Right. They're just, most of them are just absorbed in this hookup culture of, you know, this is how you become cool or, you know, build your ego up and, mm-hmm. and, and all that. And I'm guilty of that too when I was younger, you know. Um but it, it, if if I didn't have the 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 church and the people that came into my life and and all of these like we probably went to 10 maybe even 15 like conferences about leadership and marriage and all of these like really foundational things that people don't learn anywhere, you know, like you have to seek it out and it's not so easy to find like the good information. It's not so easy to find. A lot of times it is in, you know, certain books that people can read. And then those people have YouTube channels and, and stuff like that. Like the information is out there, but it's totally different than, you know, your dad sitting you down and saying, Hey, this is how marriage works, right? Like this mm-hmm. is how, cause that, I never had a single conversation with either one of my parents <laughs> on how to treat a girl, how to date, how to, you know, when to have sex and like all of that stuff.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's like, of course everyone is, is lost in that there there's, there's no, game plan. There's no rule book. There's no anything. And, you know, if 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 you go to church or temple or or some type of religion, typically you can find that there, right? Like a lot of them like talk about those types of things. They have guidelines, you know, how to have a successful relationship. And even though maybe those places are you're going to find a lot of people that aren't practicing what they preach, of course. Right. Cause that's, yeah, that's, that's unfortunately That's all I've
0: ever experienced in my life. I hate to say that out loud, but it's the truth. And when I needed them the most, right. they didn't, they weren't there. So that really sucked.
1: Exactly. And that's, that's it right there. Like it's, it's, it's one of those things where, where people are always going to let you down. You can't yep. have faith in people because people are imperfect. Right. It has to be something bigger than that. It has to be something higher. You know, you have to find whatever it is that feels right with with you, you know, and 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 go down that path and and try to stick to it as best as you can. And at least with with that, like you have something Mm -hmm. rather than everyone is just going in blind. Like yeah. they, they have no idea what they're doing. They have no idea what they should do. They have no idea what success looks like in a relationship because they never personally never seen, seen one. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and and I had never seen one, you know, I had never truly seen one. Right. Like it. it it's neither it's have one I. of those things. Neither that,
0: have I. I'm even my, including my parents. Uh, and, and like, to your Frank. point, I don't blame kids because they've never seen a, a healthy example. Yeah. Um, or group in single parent homes. So yeah, I, I get why they're not going that route. Um, in and in a way, I think that's a good thing. Uh, because I've always said that, I think, I know there's a lot of young people who get married for the wrong reasons. And I've seen it firsthand. Yes. Uh, somebody in their friend group gets engaged and then that, that spell, that, that bug or that thoughts like inception that grows in all the other women's mind, like, well, when are we going to get married? And I've seen it firsthand, like personal friends at workplaces where, that some of them forced marriages, like, well, I'm going to get pregnant or I'm going to make him or I'm going to dump him. And I see a lot of people f- are forced again for the wrong reasons. And then what happens seven years in, five years in, they're divorced because again, uh, they wanted the day, they wanted the moment, but they never, they didn't think long term. And um, whether it be church, like you said, or coaches out there, you know, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of uh, outside of religion, there's other programs out there. Uh, that right. have maybe boot camps i don't know you sure you want to get married well you know here's a checklist we're gonna talk about all these things uh i think that would be a, a huge benefit to them to get an idea of what marriage really is because i can't phrase it better than you did man it's hard it's sacrifice it is,
1: it is. it's it sucks yeah. you know it's not it sucks, all yeah. but not all the time it, it, it does <laughs> yes. no of course not of course not but like you know when, when it when it comes down to it like it, there's going to be moments that will break you down. You know, you're going to be stuck and lost and not sure what direction to go. And and, and if you who don't to listen to mentor, have, exactly who to listen to, if you don't have a mentor or someone who has a healthy relationship that you can say you know, or confide in, it's like you just kind of wing it or you give up or you go in the wrong direction and. You Know people will pay you know thirty thousand dollars for a new car or they'll pay a, a two hundred thousand dollars for a college education, but they won't pay two, three, four, five thousand dollars to figure out how to fix their marriage, right? Work on which themselves, is like if, yeah, and work on themselves and, and develop. And like, I've invested. So stupid amounts of money into just any program and book and coaching thing that I, I could find because I was starving for help and like answers and just something to to, to make this go right. Mm-hmm. Um, and and it was it was worth it. You know it was worth it. i would I would spend even more, you know, like it it it's so worth it compared to the stupid things I spend money on, you know? I agree.
0: I agree. and and again, I love your situation and I think you're incredibly blessed because um when you're in that situation where you know the the marriage is about to break and you have a partner and not speaking from I'm speaking for myself, but also other men and women who've messaged me and told me their story, it's like, they they don't have that other partner who's willing to meet them halfway or go to counseling or blames them for everything doesn't take accountability it's a heartbreaking moment and i remember in my marriage i was there like i'm trying to save it i know i fucked up i know i'm not a good husband i'm trying to save it and i remember there's one night i fell to the floor in the fetal position just cried like like a funeral like a like a a movie funeral i was just crying because i knew it was over and i tried my best and i didn't want to fail And I, I knew it was over, but again, it's, it's what other options does somebody have when the partner's not willing
1: to meet them? There's
0: seriously, what, what other options are there?
1: You don't, there's none. You don't, I I've seen it so many times with, with, you know, friends, clients that I've worked with, they, they come to me telling me about their relationship and you know, how they, they want to fix things. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, what, what, what is she going to do right exactly because you're you got problems of course but she does too like is she gonna hop on the calls with us and talk like talk things through and try and figure this out too or is she just expecting you to magically fix all this stuff because it does not work it is not a a one-sided thing There is like something to that. Right. Like, cause I've been thinking about this a lot and it's like, you, you want your spouse to change, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody wants them to change in some way. Right. Right. And it's like, how do you change someone? Do you tell them they need to change? I don't think that works. Nope. Uh, I know the answer, experience. but i am waiting for you to say it. <laughs> and, 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 and it certainly doesn't work when someone tells me I need to change. Right. Nope. You know, I, I might like, I, I might respond by saying, I'm going to do the, you know, I'm going to do the best I can. You know, I'm going to fix this. But like, I, I am who I am for the most part. There's like certain things that are my default settings <laughs> that like, I'm trying to change, but it's so ingrained in me that like, you know, the i'm 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 not gonna be the best at that, mm-hmm. you know?, uh, maybe one day, I don't know, but it's like, all right, so so what can you do? you You have to treat it like you're managing an an employee in a way, mm-hmm. right? Like you have to figure out what motivates them to change. You have to figure out how how can I treat them differently. To, to make them want to change because they have to come to that conclusion on their yes, own. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. If, 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 if it's from you or from her, like it's, I don't think that's going to work very well, but if they come to the conclusion of you know, they're seeing you, you know, make changes on your end and, and help out and, and schedule the date nights and, and, you know, you're doing more stuff around the house and, And you're, you're, you're kind of fixing the things that, that are triggers for her. Right. And, and you're more aware of those things. Mm -hmm. Like in, in my experience, like that's when she's like more open. Like she, she's, she starts, you know, not being distracted by all of those things that were kind of messing with her head in a way. Right. Right. And now she can start thinking about our relationship in a positive way again. And then, you know, they're, they're more open to whatever it is. You may need them to do more. Right. Like it's that, that's been my experience. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's a wonderful way to end the podcast because that's perfect. I, I don't want to ruin that take. So that's a perfect way to, <laughs> to send off ads. So Harvey, uh, again, this was a, uh, again, I've talked to many people here and, uh, this was a very, um, a great conversation. And I, I have to say, I've learned a lot from you. And this, this hour that we spoke, wow. man. So, uh, again, this is, this is awesome. And I, I, am I'm, I'm glad there's somebody out there like you who's helping young men, uh, and get through some dark times. And cause there's a lot of, just a lot of people in pain out there, men and women, just people in general, and they have no avenues to turn or think that there's no avenues. So for you to build this community with great advice, I'm talking great, not toxic advice, not red pill and all this other bullshit I'm talking great advice uh, it's, it's awesome, man. So I thank you for what you do and just tell other listeners where they can find you.
1: Yeah, man. And thank you for having me on. I, I like, I could not be happier that we finally got to connect and, and do this thing. I've been, like I told you, I've been a big fan for, for a long time. And, um, you're one of the few real people on social media, um, that, you know is thinking deeper about these things and thinking about the consequences of what type of content you post and how that affects you know your your children and right. and other people and and the whole situation and and overall spreading a a a really positive message for for people um so uh, i'm thankful that i could be on here man it's, it's been really cool talking to you um so people can can find me on uh tick it's at kings community on instagram it's at kings underscore underscore kings or community uh <laughs> unfortunately i don't have that one um and yeah that, that, that's where i post all of my content if you guys go on there you'll see a a link where you can uh get on the discord for free it is for men only uh i'm sorry ladies like it, it is just for them. You will get kicked out if you get caught. Please don't try snaking in or anything <laughs> like that. Um, but yeah, that's the deal, man. And um, I would love to do this again sometime. So Absolutely. if you ever want to do it again, just hit me up, man.
0: Definitely will again. Harvey, thank you so much. And I want to thank Harvey for being a part of this episode today. This was an awesome episode. And I know it helped a lot of people out there who are listening. It impacted me. You heard me at the end. I talked to a lot of people, but not many people hit me in the heart, and the heartstrings, and this gentleman did. And I'm glad you were listening. I'm glad he was here. Please go support him. All his social media links would be down below in the show description. Young man, if you need help, please reach out to me or Harvey. You're not alone. We're here to help. Let us know. And again, thank you for listening to the Rude Advice podcast, everybody. I wish you all the very best. Please take care and have a good day.